Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural episode of CFB Prime. And you know who I am. I'm Nino Brown. You know, I, I got the man on the side of me. It's all about the guy on the side of me. And that's the Gridiron Scholar, John Lobb. How are we doing tonight, John? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be on your initial show. And for your show, I got this throwback Dolphins hoodie jacket that I wore just for you. So you gotta, I'm an old man. This is the logo I grew up with, the Miami Dolphins. I saw it over the holidays. Like, give me that. Give me that old school. So I, I love do it. like the old school stuff. But the interesting part, ironically, is we're talking Debbie where we're looking <laughs> towards the future. So I'm all ready to talk about the Debbie prospects. And Nina, your viewers, your listeners, I no one has seen my Debbie rankings. I literally finished them tomorrow on the back porch. Now, I, I the film grades are still I do the film grades during the summer more detail. Right. These are plugging in numbers in my model and what I've seen over the past football season. All so right. they, they can't change, you know, from about May 15th to August 15th is when I get into the film work in more detail. But right. these are pretty good. I like them. Doesn't mean they're finalized, but you're getting an insight. First look, my Debbie model. I got, you got to love it. This is the inaugural episode, and we're getting hot off the press. He just finished on his back porch, his rankings, and we're getting him on the first episode of CFB Prime. I love it. All right. You're not John. even on the rookie big board yet. Those still go on in about a week. So you got really hot. Hot stuff coming fresh out the oven like hot cross buns. I love it. All right. <laughs> now. We're gonna talk. We're gonna. Talk. I mean, you like the big running back, the, you know, the six foot guy, the over two hundred pound, the guy who got some quick feet, doesn't mind smashing him in the mouth. So we're gonna talk twenty twenty four. We're gonna get off this, you know, twenty three draft guys. We're gonna talk the guys next year. We're gonna get in early. Talk to me about three guys that you like right off the rip. Well, you you alluded to. Him, so let's just get that for those who don't know. But Raheem <laughs> Sanders, Arkansas, is both Nino and my number one. Nino, 6'2", huh, technical difficulties, first shooter. <laughs> Nino's on the board. He's all alone. I got excited. <laughs> I got excited. So 6'2", 221, I mean, you, now let's say he's 215, 216. You know, we always know they fudge the numbers. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the question is, he – plays like an angry, powerful running back. Let's give him the SEC bump. I do. Yes. Look, it's the best conference in football. There's no denying the level of competition, not only in your practice every day, but in the opponents that you're playing. He's a four-star recruit, which is kind of interesting. I've watched him now two years. I do think, I'm like, wow, how did he get four stars? But – I do believe he transitioned from wide receiver to running back. If my memory, I haven't looked at all the details. But I, I, I believe you're right. He was a wide receiver in yeah. high school. He had 39 receptions in his first two years. Averages six yards a carry, dude, in the SEC. Oof. 18 touchdowns, anger and purpose. I'm all <laughs> on Raheem Sanders. So that's that's both um, you know, and my number one ranked right now. I'll give you a player. Let me give you i'm looking where you have them so let's ah here we have a little difference not huge you have will shipley number seven i have him at number four okay. i'm a will shipley guy yeah i don't know he's a five-star recruit class of 2021 
expectations were huge. He did not have a Nicholas Singleton type season right, as right. a freshman. But it was good, people. You know, I think this is a situation where expectations were so high, he's going to come in, be a 1,300-yard back, dominate Travis Etienne, right? You know what he's been? Really damn good. Yeah. 5'11", 200. Nino, he has 54 receptions in two seasons. As a true freshman and sophomore, he's got 26 touchdowns. Yeah. Averaging 5.4 yards of carry, and Clemson is not – this is not the Clemson of Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, folks. No, and no. it's good. Their quarterback play has been abysmal. They almost haven't even had a run passing game. He's been there. I understand. At times, he looks a little. I, I'm going to use lack of a better nervous in between the tackles. Yes. But I also think that's the result of a bad offensive line, dude. I think he's reacting. To poor offensive line play. Okay. When he has the blocks there, which is not as normal. <laughs> he gets yard. He has 2,279 yards, Nino. I mean, my models that now he hits 200. Now, you know, you've heard me before, Nino. That 200 mark means a lot. Oh, so yeah. Oh, he yeah. Gets 200, you know, if he goes to the combine, he needs to be 205, 207. I understand he's not the most powerful back between the tackles, mm-hmm. but he's proficient enough. He's proficient enough. His pass catching, his ability on the outside to me make up for maybe his greatness or lack of it between the tackles. But, man, I look at him. Clemson has given this young man the rock, basically, since right. he was 18, Nino. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That means a lot. They could he's Given they could have easily brought in an NIL transfer. You don't think if, if, now they haven't done it. Wait, I'm going to blow the whistle, John, because the team you're talking about, that coach doesn't do the transfer. Program. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But, but but they've given him the rock, right? I right. mean, yeah. if he doesn't like to do it. You're right. Dabo doesn't believe in it. But if he wanted to make a better football team, he might. But that's a different story. You're absolutely right. <laughs> So I have Will Shipley at four because you know what? He's done ev- – I don't care what expectations were. He's done everything I could ask for an 18- or 19-year-old kid who's coming into a program that's a little bit of a downswing. Yeah. And the numbers are good. We can quibble about you don't like this on this film. Yeah. You know, Hey, he's still going to have time to grow. Oh, oh, oh agreed. To- agreed. So I'm big on him. And the one that I'm really high, let me see where you got this next guy who I like a lot. Um, Aha. So here's one we have a big difference on. (coughs) I can't find his name. Maybe I'm dumb. But I am a huge, um, I don't see him on your list, so correct me if I'm wrong, Damian Martinez of of Oregon State. Uh, Yeah, I... That's, I, a, that's an error on my end. That is the error uh, on my end. And they, oh, that I'll eat that one. I'll eat that uh, one. He's he's my number eight. Okay, I'd have I, I'd have him in that range. I would have him in that range as well. You know, he's two sixteen. He runs he angry. Thousand, thousand, angry. Yes. Oh, and he looks it. Oh, and yeah. I read <laughs> he wants to play at two twenty five this year. So he's gaining wow. weight. Wow. 
Okay. He had a thousand yards last year, averaged six point one yards per rush, seven touchdowns. Now he only had four receptions. Timeout, everyone. Oregon State might have had only BC might have had worse quarterback than Oregon State. I it mean, they beat my Ducks with six passes. Six, six he passes. Six. So I don't. So, <laughs> I don't even know if he can or can't catch the football. Right. Yeah. But, but part of it's the offensive scheme. Facts. I like. Martinez took the bull by the horns last year. I've been reading about him like he is beyond determined. Like when you read profiles on him, Nino, he's got that anger. I just like how he plays. He might go out and have 1,500 yards in the Pac-12 as a true sophomore. Are they giving him three downs? Are they giving him all three downs? Because at the latter end, he wasn't getting all three downs. No, no, he wasn't. But he got hurt in one or two games late. Plus, the, the offense couldn't throw the ball. No, I, mean, I agreed. And he still ran angry, and he, and he got yeah. to that outside. If he I, got out there, whew. If he stays healthy, I expect 250 carries in this offense this year. Okay. All right. Now, now I want to touch on you guys before we keep going, all right? Yeah, yeah, of course. The reason I have a differential in, in ranking with Shipley, uh, it's with three spots, I believe it is. You have him four, I have him seven? Yeah. Okay. I believe there will be better quarterback play. So I believe that the receptions, he had 38 last year. I don't see that being uh, the number that he's going to get this year. I feel Cade's going to try to spread the ball. They're going to try to showcase Cade. Obviously, you know. Oh, yeah, they need the passing game. Yeah, so I feel like that's going to take a hit back for him a little bit. I I would see maybe like the 22, 25, which is still great. We love that. Right. So that would fall him down a little bit. And like you said, I watched a couple of games last year. (laughs) In between the tackles, he kind of got a little lost. Oh, he's not great between you know, but, but you get him to the outside, and it's a whole oh, new world. Whole new world. Now, is that him or the interior blocking of the offensive line? It's both ways. Right, agreed. So, right. I, I want to see this year what the differential is. I agree. He has to show me more between the tackles, but I will. Maybe I'm making a leap of faith here. I think they'll be better on the offensive line in the agreed. front because they'll have a better quarterbacking. Correct. And I think they can do more creative things if they're completing first downs instead of throwing the ball in the dirt on third and eight. Like, I mean, I yeah, listen, so I, I was a big I was a big advocate of sit DJ play Klubnik, right? I, yeah. I said it all year. I mean, I've even talked to, to DJ's dad. I did an interview with DJ's dad. We spoke about it. I'm not gonna eat crow. I I I'm that guy. I, I I'll take the smoke. If I say something, I'll take the heat. And he understood where I was coming from, but yeah, he made a DJ solid point. Played well if you're right. objective. Dabo's scheme. There was no adjustment either. They didn't adjust to DJ. They just said, we're going to keep going out there. And if DJ throws one deep, one every seven, that gets completed. We're cool. If not, we'll just dump it off to Shipley and we'll throw in routes to Nagata. And and we'll just be happy with going halfway down the field and punting. Because that's pretty much what they did. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I I had read this on some some site. Like, literally, Dabo said, my offense has got me championships with Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to change a thing. Well, that's the worst thing you can do. You have yeah. to tweak. You have to, I mean, your philosophy can say the same, but you have to play to the talent that you have. Right. And it became obvious to everyone that DJ was not Trevor Lawrence and he wasn't Deshaun Watson. So you better, but he never did. He never tweaked it. Exactly. You never went, because I know you don't like the portal. You could have went and got a stud wide receiver. I got an, yes. a, a dude, an alpha that could, you know, who want, doesn't want to come to Clemson? Hey, you know, how about recruit a speedster? 
He just stays in the same script, and that's why Clemson University said, you don't want to change? Well, I'm going to go get Garrett Riley. Now, either you're going to change, or here's your predecessor, homie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he you can't have seven T. Higgins. And I love T. Higgins. But you're not going to get that many. You're not, it's no way. But A, you're not going to hit on them all right. the time. Right. And B, you eventually got to challenge a defense vertically with elite speed. Yes. And, and, and he didn't have that. I mean, right. he at just didn't have that. If you're looking for the T. Higgins guy, and it doesn't have to be elite speed, Get two guys that could somewhat take the top off the ball. Yes, Spread it. Let's not have let's not have five you know DBs in the middle of the field and throw the ball to you know where everybody's sitting. Like it just doesn't work. Oh, Shipley's in the backfield. It's either going to be a run or we're going to do a screen with them, right? Like as soon as he goes in motion, we know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just became way too predictable. All right, let me. Uh, I, I I'm with you with with Sanders. He he's the dude for me. A big oh, yeah. body guy, and I think. Like the fact that he's doing it in an offense that's geared onto a running quarterback who pretty much will run first before he throws, and, and he's coming back, you got to have Sanders at the top. Uh, For me, it's a dog race between him and Allen because I think with Wisconsin finally having an offense, okay, you're having a quarterback and Mordecai, you got, I think, with, with Longo being there as the uh, OC, uh, every wide receiver in the past seven years under Longo with, you know, A.J. Brown, uh, Elijah Moore, Josh Downs, they've all gone through the roof, right? I think yeah. Ch- Ch- uh, Cheeky uh, – De- what is it? Uh, I'm going to get his name wrong. I say it all the time. Cheeky Demi or whatever his name is, a wide oh. receiver for, for Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I feel he takes that step. So now you're going to have a wide receiver, right? you got a quarterback. they got a defense. They have a guy in the second day that plays Oh, ball. they can play defense. So I think Allen's going to not be keyed up on. Okay, I feel like, all right, we might have to watch two guys on the outside. We might have to watch this tight end going across the middle. We can't just spy on Allen. And if you play one linebacker on Braylon Allen, God bless. You're done. Done. So I think he's going to – I think Allen is, for me, consensus number two. So I have him a little lower. I have him five. (coughs) Okay. Talk to me. And I'm I'm a Braylon Allen guy. Right. So – I like Braylon. I had last year arguments. People didn't even have him like their top 30 after his freshman year. I'm like just this. like, like I'm this. like people. Do you see his feet for a man who's 238? I'm Got sorry. that sweet feet. Sweet, sweet feet, feet, baby. I mean, <laughs> however, I haven't seen him that well in the in the passing game. And I thought he took a step backwards. I thought he played better as a freshman than he did last year. Now, the team was better, too. I, I think the team took a step back. Graham Mertz? Yeah, yeah. I mean... Oh, he's yeah. What a what a a, much ado about nothing. You know what I mean. (laughs) I'm willing to move him up tremendously, but I want and I think he has an opportunity to catch 30 passes this year. Which, if he catches 30 passes, his value will go through the roof if he can do that in Longo's offense. Yeah, and I think he could. And I think he's only 18 now. He might be 19 at the end of the season, dude. Because remember, he was 17. 17 his freshman year. Yes, sir. So he's ridiculously young, Mm -hmm. which means he would be a 19 or 20-year-old in the draft. I mean, I don't think why he would stay after three years. That'd just be silly unless he got It seems like they've molded this team knowing that this is his out. I would think so. Right? They gave gave him a a 60th senior in Mordecai who can chuck the rock around the field, right? Yeah. You, you, you line, you guys that you brought in, a lot of the guys in the transfer portal were offensive linemen. So they bolstered up the offensive line, right? Got protection and, and run blocking. It just seems like they know the writing's on the wall. Let's go and do it. 
you know, maybe Braylon Allen gets 300 carries, like the old Ron Dane or the old Melvin. Oh, man. Like, they just go off. Bowling ball status. Just let him go in there and wreck people. By the fourth quarter, the defensive line don't want to deal with him no more. Yes. So the reason why he's a little lower for me is his pass receiving chops aren't what I want to see yet. 13 receptions. Yeah, that's the only thing that keeps him from being higher. As far as, like, if you were just talking pure running – like, if we took the pass catch, you can make the argument he's number two in the whole group. But you got to factor in pass yeah, catch. Yeah. Right. I'm going to throw a couple guys at you. Sure. And then I'll let you throw a couple more at me. Uh, right. I got a guy that came out. I got a guy. I got a guy. I got like, a guy. Gruden, like Gruden, right? I got a guy. And uh, he came on the scene last year out in Florida. Uh, he had a lot of hype around him coming in. I think in I first, know who you're talking. First two years, he didn't live up to the hype. I think there was an injury mixed in there as well. But people, like, the diehards, like me and you, you know, uh, um, my friend Jason, he's the all-purpose scout, right? A gentleman like him, guys at C2C, they know about this guy. But a lot of people in the Debbie world, they're not really talking about him. And I I got Florida State as a top-five team for me this year. I think they're going to be the Cinderella team. I think the quarterback play is, he proved to me last year he could take that step when needed to. I know it's hard for me to say because that gentleman in Clemson, Williams, a wide receiver, has all of that talent. But I'm going to go out and say that, you know, Johnny, Johnny Wilson is going to be the number one wide receiver in the ACC this year. He just has all the intangibles, the size and everything. So now you're putting all the pieces around. Benson is the man in the backfield, okay? <laughs> Trey Benson, I feel, is about to go off. He's about to put the world on notice. He's about to put the ACC on notice. Like, he, we talk about low body and explosiveness. That first practice they showed him, I saw pictures. His up, his upper leg is just enormous, and he is coming out of out of the hole like a rocket. And he, he's looks smooth. You got them sweet feet, like we talk about, right? He has hands. What did he have last year in receptions? He had 13 receptions for 144 yards, which isn't the greatest, but the, that was his first year really back, like fully healthy and, and involved. I think Trey Benson is a top five running back in this class. What are your thoughts? Well, it's interesting, you know, because I thought I was high on him at number nine because I feel like <laughs> he's getting no, no press that I can tell. I mean, obviously, hard, hardcore know him. But right. nationwide, I don't think most people know the starting running back of Florida State is. Right. But you have him at number three. So, you know, you're even higher. Than, and I like him a lot. He's a Mike Norvell back. Yep. Think about who Mike Norvell from Memphis Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard, and there's a third running back in the NFL. Gibson, uh, Gibson uh, and Gainwell. Antonio, oh, and Antonio Gibson and Gainwell. And Gainwell. So you're talking about a coach and a scheme that just that is put in, yes, guys from the G5 at Memphis into the NFL with significant touches. I can make the argument that Trey Benson's better than any of the players he had at Memphis. It, you know, oh. like... Yeah, I mean, I really like think it. about it, right? 215-61. I know if he stays healthy, Nino, Trey Benz is going to have 1,600 yards for Mike Facts. Novell with you. Facts. It's just, it's going to happen. We know, like, when was the only, I guess Pollard and Gibson, and that's why Gibson was at wide receiver. Yes. And Pollard was the starter. Gainwell Pollard, was the starter. What? 
Pollard was the year before yeah, yeah, Gibson. Yeah. Pollard yeah. was the starter, which yeah. kept Antonio Gibson at wide receiver. Yeah, and then Gainwell in the back is the backup. Yes. So Benson's better than all those guys. I agree with you. So I I'm but I need to see more than one year. He's only a three-star, which I'm shocked that he was only a three-star. Maybe that's why he's been able, uh, you know, he got to Florida State, worked up the depth chart. I like him a lot. He's definitely a guy who, hey, if he smashes 1,600 yards, Nino, and when, when people look into the history of Mike Norvell, they have he to might end up like in the second round of the draft. I mean, he could he could skyrocket once people look into him. He gets 20 receptions and puts up double-digit touchdowns. With sixteen hundred yards rushing, yeah. forget about it. I think he could land where I got him. Where I got him, and I feel like no, that, he could. He yeah, could. I feel like this this year, the way the scheme set up, the way the weapons are, like you're not going to be able to stack the box against Travis and, and Benton. You're not going to be able to. They have the weapons on the outside. Yeah, I know Pittman's still we're coming back, right? But they have the the the, the freshman wide receiver on the outside. I had kill in the spring, and they got Johnny Wilson. Back. Johnny Wilson's a dude. Like it's just a fact. They have a tight end. Jordan Travis finally the co- the quarterback. No, they're yeah. going to be good. I, I, I try not to do these blue blood programs, to hear the <laughs> hype, but if you do look at the roster and you know Norvell's staff and what he's doing, he's got the pieces now. Yes, it took him four years, but he's got what he needs now. Let's see him do it. I, I'm with you. I, I'm all right. We'll talk Trey's. Which one would you rather have right now, Trey Benson, Trey Sanders? Sanders was a five star. I'm taking Benson. That's what I, I'm saying. You know what's weird, Nino? I, I only use the high school stars and grades just to paint the picture. But at the end of the day, I have to worry about what's been on the field. That's how you outline with the film. I, I, I'm sorry, Trey <laughs> Benson got a better back. 100%. Dude, Uncle, Uncle Prime didn't even want him to Colorado. You had to go to TCU. To me, that speaks volumes. You went yes. on social media and begged Unk for a job, and he didn't even respond. You ended yeah. up at TCU, which you could have a, a dog year. You could go out and blow up for 1,300 yards at TCU. It's a good program set up for running. I'm, yeah, I'm cool yeah. with it. But Benton's doing it on no, a higher level. I, I go by, you know, the high school grade is a part of the picture. But at the end of the day, what they do in college matters so much more to me. And if if a, if a guy who's a five star recruit hasn't done it in two years, that's a that's a flag for me, man. All right, I mean, I, look at Bijan, right? Braylon Allen, like guys who are that good, they do it right away. I don't. So and Benson, it took him a while, but he did it. We don't know the other guy can do it. He has yeah. done, done three years. <laughs> three years. Two years. He didn't even step up to eat. So <laughs> I mean, so what am I looking at? Yeah. yeah a, a grade on an 18-year-old kid, 17-year-old kid? Come on. Yeah, no way. That that's that's you know, his whole body structure has probably changed since then. Oh, come on. Come on. We got we got about 10 minutes left, John. And this is CFB Prime. And, that, you know, my, my, my slogan is blow the whistle. So I want to talk blow the whistle. First guy I want to blow the whistle on is Montrell Johnson. I'm blowing the whistle because I don't think he's RB1 in that backfield this year. I know he averaged close to 6.3 yards per, ca- per carry, and he was close to 8 yards per carry just, you know, up to mid-year. But the reason that changed at mid-year is because my boy ETN showed up and said, not today, homie. Hold my beer. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think ETN takes over that backfield in the spring. He's just so explosive. He's so silky smooth in between, you know, in between the hash and, and making his move. You get him to the outside, forget about it. So, what are your thoughts? So, you know, it's funny because I looked immediately and you have Montrell Johnson 11. Here's, here's mine. I have ETN at 10, Montrell Johnson at 28. <laughs> I'm Listen, I would get ripped if I put that on Twitter. You would be okay because you're a lot more respected than me and you know, I would get killed. I, and, and I like Montrell Johnson when he was coming over from Louisiana um, Lafayette with yep. the Raging Cajuns. And he showed me promise last year. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Nino, when I'm watching the games last year, ETN was just better. Thank, thank you. Thank I you. Think, I think people don't realize how good, because he's not his brother, mm-hmm. maybe they stopped watching Florida because they weren't good. Or they were watching for AR. Like, I right. get it. ETN had seven, eight, 785 yards rushing, 6.1 yards of carry, six touchdowns. And, dude, on the outside. Forget about it. Dude. It's a- forget about it. Smoke show. He took one. On, I think it was. The- I'm sorry. He Last he- week, up the sideline, gone. They couldn't even touch him. Yeah, and I was reading about him. He's fired up for this year. Been talking to his older brother. I don't know, man. I think Trevor Etienne's the real deal. I have him at number nine. So where do you have Etienne at? I didn't put him on there. Oh, uh, see, I got. I love Etienne. I didn't put I him think, on there. Dude, I, I love him. I he think is such. He is such a SEC back. Two fifteen. Yes, yes. Explosive on the outside. Look at. He's five nine. 218, you know what his BM, if he's, let's say he's 215, right? Yeah. Let's just say, because yeah. we know they fudge. Yeah. His BMI at 5'9", 215, dude. And he looks, he looks the body part. Like, and he is, I bet you his 40 time is going to be good. Oh, it's like going to, yeah. Four. Yeah, like you could tell. Four. I, I saw that first game where they put it like, it was like week three, they gave him a couple carries. And I was yeah, like, yeah. all right, it's got something. Week four and five, I think it was week for the next game. They gave, ah. they went 50-50. And I'm like, all right, dude, Johnson's gone. And Shane, Shane Alam's like, what do you mean he's gone? He's averaging eight point something. I'm like, dude, I, 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 what I see, he just looks so much better. Well, he's so, so here's where what's, here's what's going to happen, Nino. We know, why can't I think of the coach, the guy from the Raging Cajuns? What's his name? Why is my, why, uh, my, why, is I'm, why am I going blank? Let me look at his name right now. You got um, me playing. <laughs> oh, Billy Napier. Yeah. Well, oh, he was at Florida. <laughs> he, yeah. He, yeah. We know Napier from what he did with the Raging Cajuns. He's going to use multiple backs. Now, with Louisiana Lafayette, they ran even three backs at times right. because they barely threw the ball. Now, he's got to, at Florida, You've got to throw the ball to compete in the SEC. Yeah. There's just no way you can run that offense you did at Louisiana Lafayette full-time in the SEC. You're just, you've got to throw. But he is going to rotate those two backs. I expect rational coaching. <laughs> I don't. Rational coaching tells me that ETN is better. He should get 60% of the touches. Thank you. And that means Johnson probably gets 35%. And then you get the other 5%. I don't know whoever, right? That's what rational – because I don't see how you can watch both players last year and at least the last four or five games of the season 
and not think ETN's a more explosive, better back. It just, it seemed obvious to me, but that's, so I think you're going to see ETN with more time. Now, will Johnson get the dirty work first and goal from the four? He'll play Johnson. Yeah, He will. The bigger back, he likes him. Don't put the wear and tear on ETN, right? I I mean, that's that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So ETN's ceiling might be cut, but I think he's a much better NFL prospect. Yeah, I, I would put him now. Like, I wanted to see what, what, what the thoughts were. I, I thought I was going to be, you know, out in left field. I, I don't hear much about ETN and the angry Bluebird. Not enough. No, Not enough. That, I so, think pe- people yeah. are missing out. I would put him probably somewhere where I got Shipley. So I put him in six, seven, somewhere in that that range for me. Um, we got. I want one more blow to whistle. This is probably okay. going to be a hot one. I, I'm probably going to get murdered. I'm sorry, Kevin, at, at the boys 22. I know you're a Michigan guy. Oh. But Blake Corm, I'm blowing a damn whistle on Blake Corm this year. Okay? I said to KT about three weeks ago that I don't know if Blake Corm is a top three running back in this class going into the season. I just don't know. And then the arrival of the freshman at Michigan went off. Okay? I know it was just a scrimmage. But he owned every part of that scrimmage. Well, they're loaded in the back. Right. And Donovan Edwards had a hundred less carries for just less than five, a little over 500 yards less than Blake Cohen. Like, that's something. That means a hundred less and only 500 less. Like, that's a big 240, 140. I think if you gave Donovan Edwards the same amount of touches as you had Blake Cohen last year, I think he surpasses the numbers that he put up. I think Donovan Edwards is a more explosive, shiftier back. And he's doing it earlier in his career. It took Corm how long before he became that dude? So this is – it's a very – because I'm a Michigan fan. I'm sure everyone knows me by now. <laughs> I mean, I'm a UConn season ticket holder, but I'm a 50-year-old Michigan fan. What Corm does in tight quarters, Nino, is special. I have available not, still. I have not seen very many players who can weave in between the guards with a fullback and a, a backside tackle slamming down. Do you have how much traffic Michigan? They want to play in a phone booth. Yeah, they love so it. They want to yeah. put as many men in a phone booth as they can. Mm-hmm. And for Quorum to squeeze and get those. I mean, I think he is so special between the tackles. Now, the problem is the NFL defenders are bigger, faster, better, windows closed. So that's problem one. Hold on. See this? Watch. I'm blowing a whistle. Because my question to what he's special on, is that's that it. going to be available this year with that injury? Is well, he that, going okay. to be as movable, as, as shifty? I, I don't mean, know. It, yes, uh, that I will agree on. If he doesn't show me... I mean, his vision is elite, and his lateral lateral quickness in tight quarters. I mean, I really think he's some of the one of the best I've ever seen. Like he's ridiculous, dude, in that role. Now Edwards, pass catching, he's better than Corm, and Corm's good, but Edwards is better. Get him outside. Get him out. Better than Corm. Yeah. So, um, but Corm gives the Wolverines what Harbaugh wants: toughness in between the tackles. And that's why he's because I'm feeling now. I how much I like the two. I have Quorum at seven, Donovan Edwards at 12. I like both of them. Now they're both four-star recruits. Mm-hmm. 
Corbs listed at 200. I, I, he doesn't look it, but, you know, it's hard to tell body size mass when you're watching film. I, I mean, I'm just going to put it out. 5'8", though, right? 5'8"? I'd be, if he's 5'8", 200, that is an awesome BMI. But is he? I don't know. Izzy. Yeah, I don't think so. I want to say 195. You know what I, mean? I, I If if you ask me, what would I bet? 192. Like, okay, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. that's what I think. But I could be wrong. But look at Edwards. But Edwards is six foot two oh two. That's and, believable. But he looks bigger than yes, Corm. yes, yes. So, but I, I can't ignore what Blake Corm has done on the field at this point. Right. Obviously, if the injury comes in, you're right. If if he's not getting twenty touches a game, and, and if he's not between the tackles the way he is, then we have challenges. Right. But but Nino, I've watched a lot of football. His ability in traffic, man, I'm blown away. I get, he's the closest to Bijan in a phone book that I've seen. Yeah. Year last year, Bijan in a phone book was awesome. And, uh, it was awesome. Awesome. In a phone booth, and 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 Korma is the same way. My the reason why I have Edwards above him. Yards per carry. Oh. Positive, positive plays per. He beat him, right? Per, per touch. Positive plays per touch. Yeah, yeah. 100 less. He beats him. The injury is a main factor for me. I'm hearing nothing about it right now. Are you hearing no, anything about it? And I don't think Michigan give. I mean, my my gut instinct is you're not going to find anything out about Corum. Right. Yeah, I don't even know if he starts week one. Like, that. my concern is, is he going to be even ready for week one? And if he's not. Well, then, then we got problems. Right. Yes. So, and I think that Michigan did him a disservice by playing him in that game at the end of the season. After oh, they the turned it up. Yeah, Against Ohio State, they should, was no, he should not have played. Yeah. They should not have played him. No. So, I, 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 I agree with that. I, I don't know if that sets him back anymore. Um, before we, we go, know. 60 seconds, John, before we close it out. Why is nobody talking about my damn guy, Carson Steele? Carson Steele. Oh. Because he's coming from the Mac, and and people don't believe in G five Mac. Hey, I have him at number thirty two. If he blows the doors open, I'm all willing to do it. Let me tell you, I love who I think we're going to fall in love with. Jarquez Hunter Auburn. Mm-hmm. He's my number fifteen. I think he can be great. I got him at eight. I think. And I like Roman Hemby, Maryland. I don't know why people aren't talking about him. I think he's better than people are giving him credit for. Yeah, I got him at 12, six foot, 200 pounds, John. He almost had 1,000 yards, averaged over five yards per carry. Another guy that people aren't talking about before we close this out, Marshawn Lloyd transferred to USC. You know, I want to like him, but I, and where do I have him now? Um, because of the injury history. Uh, oh, my God. Why do I just, I can't you got him find 20... him. I'm lower on him than most. I just think the opportunity where he's going to get one-on-ones a lot because Caleb and that those wide receivers on the outside, especially, you know. Oh, number 24. Okay. I, I, I think you'll be in the upper teens by by midseason for you. I, I hey, believe it. I'm worried. The only thing I'm worried about is you see USC is loaded in the backfield, dude. They got Relique Brown, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm just wondering if he's going to get enough touches. Plus, you got Caleb Williams. Well, let's I mean, think. I think they're gonna. They're gonna. He's never gonna get doubles, right? They're never gonna stack the box. Oh no, they're never him, gonna so, stack the box. No, he'll get. He'll be able to eat that way. Um, oh my god! As, I don't know. And this is totally off the track. Anyone listening? Have you seen the depth of USC's offensive skill players around? It's absolutely Caleb? ridiculous. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Dude. And if they get another quarterback, 
they're gonna. I don't know if Riley's gonna be there for all these guys to make it through. I really don't. It's crazy. Nino, the the talent that he is stacked already. Deuce, they just got Deuce Robinson, the best tight end, right? Like he's like that, Kyle Pitts esque. <laughs> I'm I'm going to make a statement here, which I can't believe I'm going to make. He might be getting better talent at USC than he did at Oklahoma. Insane, absolutely insane. <laughs> Look at hey. Makai Lemon is an is a is a day one starter on almost any other program coming as a freshman, but he can't even get on the field because the Kyrie Branch is an absolute stud. It's just insane. And in front of him, he's got what Jerry Rice's kid, right? He's number two. Dorian Singer, and and then everybody forgets about the guy who used to be the dude, Mario Williams, who can barely get on the field now. Insane. Dude, it's just ridiculous. How how did he bring in Dorian Singer? Like you're like, oh, I'll just take the best guy from Arizona and throw like what? Yeah, I was like, I, if you would have got Cephas, I would have I been done. I was walking away. <laughs> and you know, it's crazy. I was thinking about just because of the name recognition, Rice is a starter other than LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, in almost any other place in the country strictly Off for the name. the name recognition. And Man. I think he's good. He, he outplayed good. Mario Williams the last six games of the year, okay? And the yeah. last three games of the year – he had five touchdowns. He was literally mossing people in the red zone. No, he, he came into gone. his own. He came into his own. Yeah, but he might not get targets. It's like you're like looking at the offense. I, so what I've been reading and I'm trying to get into and everything I'm seeing right now, he's three. Yeah, he's only three, dude. But if they play Branch, he could fall to four. I don't even know. It's insane. No, the talent right now at USC is out of control. Even Ohio State. Look at them. They're just getting uh, all the recruits right now. That wide receiver room is just ridiculous. Absolutely oh, ridiculous. Yes. Oh, I was thinking USC are ridiculous. But, I mean, like, I honestly think if Rice was any place else, we would know his name. Like, Hey, hey, hey if he went to Alabama. He'd play. I wide receiver think. one. Prob- right now, yes. Yeah, right yes. now he'd be wide receiver one, right? <laughs> yes. And, and Saban would just be like, ooh, I got the pedigree. Like, finally, I got a, I got a pedigree. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, uh, I mean, they are, and then you just said they brought the tight end. Like, they're loaded. Deuce is a dude. He, like, I know. He is the only recruit this year that says, eh, I'm going to wait till everybody's done, and then I'll pick a team. I want to see everybody goes first. Hey, hey you want to know one other thing that we, we'll say goodbye? I think Lincoln Riley, if he wanted to have a game where he never threw the ball and just had Caleb and the backs run it, he could probably put up 35 points with those backs and just the quarterback. You could buy receiver screens. Like, you could never throw the ball. You could pull a Patriot and throw it, like, three times, right? (laughs) And do you – yeah, maybe you could do a reverse, the the rice. You get 300 yards, easily 300 yards, and they couldn't stop you because they wouldn't know who to stop because you would probably stack one side and they would do something to go the other way. Like, Dude, we're loaded. It's insane. And then you got Caleb who could just take off. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's just – it's insane. John, I appreciate you coming on for the first episode. Well, it's it's an honor. And a pleasure. I, I, I'm going to bring it back. We'll be back again. I, you know how it is. But CFB Prime, as soon as I get off with you, John, I'm bringing in Travis May. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of these rookie wide receivers he wants to talk about. We're, we're going to see. CFB Prime is here to stay. And if you're looking for some uh, hot take content, tune in on Monday and Tuesdays because uh, I got you covered. John, <laughs> I appreciate you. Is there Thank anything? You, Tell the people where they can find you before we take off. Sure, thank you. Right down, whoops, you know, right yeah. down, <laughs> 91. You can find all my written college fantasy football work is on fantracks.com. 
And all my Debbie stuff is exclusively available on the Rookie Big Board Patreon page. And right now, the quarterbacks are up. You can go check them out. And each, I'm going to have my position rankings for the next month. Next week is running backs. Week after that is wide receivers and the tight ends. I absolutely love it. Go check out the Gridiron Scholar. Give him a follow. It's a CFB Prime. Blow the whistle. Let's go.